0: listening to the animation addicts podcast with the rotoscopers episode 151
1: my neighbor totoro Cap bus why didn't i think of that welcome to the animation addicts podcast with the rotoscopers disney dreamworks pixar Don bluth studio ghibli and everything in between i'm your host morgan stradling joined by my ever so lovely co-host chelsea robson give a bow I bow, I bow. And we are here and we are talking about a new movie today, actually. <laughs> Not new at all. Not new at all. I mean, it's new to us. <laughs> to both of us, yes. We've never seen this movie, even though it's like all
0: over pop culture. Mm-hmm. It's one of we those that I feel like everybody clearly knows. missed the
1: boat on it. Right. And it was one of those ones where like, I understood the cultural impact from afar because it's everywhere. Right. Not necessarily everywhere. If you're in Japan, it's everywhere, but it's definitely prevalent in the animation community. But I just never had the desire to see it. There was no real hook with this movie other than Totoro himself that kind of enticed me. Uh, And so for those of you who really don't know what we're talking about, we are talking about My Neighbor Totoro, which is a Studio Ghibli film from 1988. So everyone say yay. Woohoo! Yay! For yeah. those of you who are new to our show, this is a show all about the wide world of animation. We talk about films past and present, and we give our thoughts and reviews and have a grand old time doing it. Uh, before we get started, we want to give a little shout out to uh, some of our new patrons who's joined within the past month. Nikki T, Red, and Lauren W. She upgraded to the $5 level. Ooh. So, woo-woo. One of the things that we do to support the show, to keep it going, is we have a Patreon, Patreon, where you can pledge a month monthly amount any amount that you wish even as little as one dollar if you are a one dollar patron we have a special weekly podcast that comes out every week where it's called this week in animation and we just give you a little lowdown on the week's news the plan is maybe at a future point in time to make that a full-blown show on its own but in the meantime that is just a little perk for you guys and then also the five dollar patrons have their own show which is a bonus episode where we re-review a film that we had previously done in the rotoscopers canon Last month, or this month, July, we did Beauty and the Beast. So if that's something you're interested in checking out, go to rotoscopers.com slash Patreon. And this is actually a patron pick episode given by our patron, Daniela. So thank you, Daniela, for picking this movie. We're excited to talk about it.
0: At the $10 level, you are able to help us decide what movies we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. So one more reason to check out the rotoscopers.com slash Patreon.
1: And off with the show, let's do this. Let's do it. you'll be with the-
2: Alright,
0: so we mentioned that this was a studio Ghibli film. Hayao Miyazaki was the director and it was released officially April 16th, 1988. It was actually released as a double feature with Grave of the Fireflies, which is probably good because I've I've never seen Grave of the Fireflies, but apparently it's pretty depressing. So that's (laughs) we needed the yin to the yang. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Since then, there have been two dubs, so two English dubs. The first one was Streamline Fox, and they did that in 1988, and then they re-released it in 1993. And then Disney came around and said, hey, we'll do our
1: own. Yeah, the rights of the dub had expired, Mm -hmm. which I didn't know that was a thing, but Disney snatched that up because that's something they did in the 2000s as they really picked up on Miyazaki and Studio Mm -hmm. Ghibli's work and said, hey, you, we're animation guys. You're animation guys. Our animation isn't doing so well right now. <laughs> you have this grand old library. Let's yoink. Yoink. And so they did a, that
0: in 2005. And actually, um, Fathom Events, this last year, mm-hmm. put out an event.
1: Yes, it was on the 26th of June where you could go and you could watch one of two versions. There were two days where you could go into theaters and watch this in theaters. One was the original Japanese uh, dub with subtitles, and then one was the actual. Uh, well, not the actual, but the, the English.
0: Dub. W- was it the the Disney one, or was it the 1993 one? three? I'm not
1: sure which one. I, I imagine it would be the Disney one. Mm-hmm. I think the Disney one is better, more well received.
0: Yeah, I I saw a side by side comparison of the two online, and the 1993 one really sounded annoying. Like the voices, <laughs> like I don't know, they were just really whiny and just like I would have been really annoyed by this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, as we were mentioning before, this is like, has such a cultural impact. It's not only is Totoro the mascot of Studio Ghibli. So, when you look at their um, logo, mm-hmm. he's the main character mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. He is the, the minions to the Illumination. I <laughs> Yes. <laughs> And But he's also made cameo appearances in multiple Studio Ghibli films, as well as outside of Studio Ghibli with, for example, South Park did an episode with with the character in it, um, Spongebob Squarepants, Toy Story 3, mm-hmm. The Powerpuff Girls, The Simpsons even brought in the Cat Bus, and Japan itself has several bus stops with references to Tortoro. Of course. So... There's just so much impact. And as I was going through after, I didn't even look into the, the significance of this film until after I had seen it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so after I was like, what the? <laughs> I,
1: Where have you been, Chelsea? Right. I know. <laughs> Under a rock. So we are getting a lot of this information from our good old friend, Wikipedia. And as far as box office results, it's not necessarily listed. So, hmm, that's a big question mark, but we'll move on. <laughs> there we go. Critical reception: um,
0: Most people really like this film, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, Rotten Tomatoes reported a 93% of critics gave it a positive review, with the average of 8.3 out of 10. And then even like Roger Ebert from the Chicago Sun Times said that My Neighbor Totoro was one of his quote great movies, mm-hmm. calling it one of the loving, handcrafted works of Hayao Miyazaki. Yes. So,
1: yeah, this really is one of the the big ones in the 80s that shot Miyazaki up to, you know, the superstar status that he is today. It was, was it? Yeah, it was one of the, the ones that was so well received that he kind of became more of a household name. Interesting. Um, and helped his career and launch, you know, all the other movies that they had done. So... What are your first thoughts about this film? Because this is actually an interesting one where it is so well known but it's one that Chelsea and I as self-proclaimed animation addicts was just basically a blind spot in our vision. Really glad we got to see it and we'll be able to talk about it but I think any other podcast and animation-related podcasts, most, like, this would not be the norm. Most people will have seen this movie. So yeah. it's very strange. They just missed our radar. And I've seen nearly all of Studio Ghibli's films, uh, especially since a lot of them were sent to me. And I reviewed them mm-hmm. and did DVD, Blu-ray reviews of them at the time. But uh, not this one. Yeah. This one was one of the original ones that Disney put into Blu-ray. And so that was slightly before when we started doing Blu-ray reviews. Mm.
0: Yeah, my first thoughts about this, originally going into it, I was...
3: We are the Real Brady Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg, and uh, who are you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of the Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why the Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are the Real Brady Bros.
0: I was excited to see it because I had heard good things about it. I mean, I hadn't known to what extent the cultural significance was, Mm -hmm. but I, I had heard good things and it looked like a very... Like, lovable character, and like, he was in Toy Story 3, so I was like, hey, it's gotta be good, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot of good things with the English dub of 2005 from Disney. They had Dakota Fanning and Elle Fanning ah uh, the, the sisters, mm-hmm. so Sasuke and May, and then Leah Salonga was the mom, even mm-hmm. though she didn't sing. Um, <laughs>
1: Why do we have Lea Salonga here? I don't, not singing. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. And we'll get into more of the music stuff on that because that was actually one of my points of like what? <laughs> <laughs> and then Frank Welker who played like who, he plays all of the the animals in Disney films. He uh, played yeah. Abu. He played yeah, yeah. The, the tiger. Made, um, carved quite a little niche for himself. Yeah, yes, has. Um, so he was Totoro and then Pat Carroll who obviously was the uh, qu- uh, the evil Ursula under the sea, the sea witch. Um, So there's a lot of like, she was the granny. Um, There's just a lot of like standard Disney people playing this. So I was like, that's cool. That's cool.
1: My first thought when I was watching this film is it's very much kind of an exploration of childhood. There's a lot of childhood whimsy and just free play, especially in the very first half of the film. It's, it doesn't have necessarily a hard, antagonist or something that's really driving the plot. We just get to see the girls. I thought it was very interesting because like a lot of Studio Ghibli films, it just takes its time and it has its own story that it needs to tell. There's no, we need to rush and get this done by act one and act two. This is the big thing that we're going to be talking about. I mean, it's the girls move to a new place because their mother is sick and they need a place that's a little closer to their mom, wherever she is. You know, And this is something that's in other Studio Ghibli films is, uh, I think, in The Wind Rises, where the, the girlfriend is sick. And, and very much common in these post-war films, yeah. in Japan specifically, is that they send the people away. And it's never clear what the mom has, but <laughs> it's not necessarily so bad that she's not going to make it. She just needs time to recover. And it's not quite there yet. yeah. So the girls are moving a bit closer to, to the mom, not like next door. Unfortunately. It's like a five mile. Yeah. It's definitely nearby, which who, probably closer to where they were. But so, and they're also in a rural area, which yeah. again is, I think something that we see a lot in Miyazaki films. They is, there's really this fondness for po- post-war one, mm-hmm. anything post-war. And because it's not quite this modern, super modern Japan, it still has elements of the old Japan. Right. But at the same time, it, it's, it feels very classic. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like this feels like a dated time period at no. all. You know, it's it's just kind of timeless in a way. I mean,
0: the fact that they have like the rotary, not even rotary phones, it's like dial collect. I don't know. It's like they, they, the phone system there, it shows that's really the only thing that totally dates it.
1: Yeah. That was the one thing I'm like, oh, one of those. Yeah.
0: But it was, I mean, it's it's generally considered, like, 1950s, like, basic timeline. They didn't give it an actual year. Um, what I found was interesting, and I think it might be a reason why a lot of these films have that element of send the parent away. Mm-hmm. Like, one, it doesn't, it's better than actually them growing up as a single without parents, you mm-hmm. know, Aladdin style. So <laughs> I think that's good. But... Um, also, H- Hayao Miyazaki said that this is actually semi-autobiographical Aww. because he and his brothers, when they were children, his mom was suffering from spinal tuberculosis. and that he- She had that for about nine years and spent much of that time hospitalized. Um, oh, wow. But then... Uh, so in this film, he changed it. He was It was going to be a single girl, but then he decided to separate it and make it two girls. But he said that... Um, he was once said that it, it would have been too painful if it would have been the two protagonists would have been two boys instead of two girls because it would have been hit home a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I'm like,
1: okay, that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. And I liked that it was two girls. And I kind of, going back, I just loved that, like, the very first scene, the girls, we just see them exploring the new house. They're running around. They have all this energy. They're just yeah. kind of running, doing doing circles in the field and and just exploring. And the dad's just like, hey guys. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, he's just like, yes, just stay out of the way while I unpack. Right. Please just go over there. <laughs> and I just loved it. It was just something that it was very, somewhat nostalgic to me. Just kids having fun being kids. Yeah. You know, and nothing they, really that, I mean, there's no video games, no anything. Yeah. It's just like,
0: go outside and enjoy life, mm-hmm. make up stuff. Yeah.
1: And then, you know, very quickly, we have somewhat of our. You know, supernatural element, which are these dust sprites? What are they called? Um,
0: well, they at first they were called. So what was interesting? I was I was watching it with the closed captioning on, and at first they were called soot gremlins. Yes, but in closed captioning they were called dust Bunnies. Oh, so
1: <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, I think the the soot gremlins is what they sort of refer to them in the in the actual dub. Yeah, yeah, so, but. That's what too. (laughs)
0: Before we go too much further, I really want to show you this commercial. Okay. It is this trailer is from 1988. It's the original. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I can't
1: wait. (laughs) Trailer reaction time. Oh
0: my gosh. Okay.
3: Jump aboard. It's the good time, fly high fantasy you've been looking for. It's a journey that will take you to heights you've always dreamed about. Hang on tight you more, to my neighbor, Tonoro. They're furry. <laughs> they're cuddly. They're huge. And they're huge. <laughs>
2: and most of all. They're, they're lovable. And there was a little one. And one this big, and a great big one.
3: But to grown-ups.
2: You don't believe me. They're invisible. <laughs> you don't believe me.
3: they Enter a world of enchantment. Where <laughs> like your house voice. turns out to be a magical playground.
2: <laughs> Their house turns into a magical playground. I don't know about, about
3: that. <laughs> it's the fantasy that's bigger than your imagination. You'll never forget your ride on the twelve-legged cat bus. There
1: wasn't an umbrella. I will place. not. It's the roller coaster
3: thrill of a lifetime. You'll laugh with Totoro. You'll You'll cry with Totoro. Best of all, you'll fly with Totoro. Since the time you were small, you've dreamed of adventures this tall. The new classic children's storybook flies to life on the screen. From world-renowned master animation director Hayao Miyazaki. An animated adventure for children of all ages. My neighbor, Totoro. A Tokuna Shoten production from 50th Street Chroma Film.
0: This is...
1: Completely a different vibe. Yes, that's what I was just going to say. I mean, this is completely false advertising and misleading. Because, yeah. not false advertising, those scenes do occur right. in the film. But those basically are all of the Totoro scenes. Right. I, for the most part, he's not there a lot. He's in bits and pieces. And then we go back to the girls. It's peace. It's calm. It's everyday. It's real life. And then we just have like little tastes of totoro right not this action-packed we're gonna go on a <laughs> magic the, carpet ride
0: this is the guy he's gonna yeah. take us everywhere high-flying fantasy you've been looking for <laughs> i would not call this the high fly, a high-flying
1: fantasy personally
0: no i wouldn't either and i've uh, in my looks for a different trailer. Um, There were a lot better trailers out there, but this one was just so funny. We really got to get those American
1: audiences. (gasps) Yeah, apparently,
0: like, the 88, it was that, like, you can't do anything subtle. (laughs) Must be over-the-top, kid, fun. Yay! Yeah, hey. I mean, being a kid is all about. It's true. Well, okay, first I want to talk about the theme song. When it starts out, in the English... 2005. We're going to be referencing that dub. The theme song of, hey, let's go! The girl's voice is like... She has a great voice and it's super strong, but I don't think it fits this movie. I felt like it was it was too... Um, it was too rooted in reality. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the whole time I was like, you know what? I feel like if they would have put something like maybe like Owl City like if they would have done something with them in there because I mean come on they they have all these little like boop, boop 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 you know things throughout the whole film so I was like Owl City would have been great with that like it just would have added a little bit of a, a weirdness and I think it would have actually
1: changed my perspective on the whole film oh see I was not that invested into the opening song <laughs> it was kooky and weird and I was like great That's what I expect. And I moved on, to be honest.
0: (laughs) But that was just what I felt. I was like, okay, because the first thing that it gives you is this voice that's so rooted in reality, and then it just goes into this, like, a high-flying fantasy, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not high-flying, but we, yes. Yes. Um, Yeah, I just felt like it should have been a little bit more cutesy or stylized, and that would have kind of kept with the kept with the mood of the whole film Mm -hmm. so that's that's what i had to say about the the opening song
1: (laughs) heard it here first guys
0: (laughs) um so when they first move in as morgan was saying it's just so young and free Mm -hmm. and just this feeling of adventure like oh it's a new place it's a new house i get my room yeah look at these crazy creatures dad like okay the dust bunnies were really gross like gross I, I, yeah, I, I call them gross. <laughs> I was like, all I could see was just like, oh, so many crawly things. It's like girls' camp all over again.
1: <laughs> I liked that we were introduced to them up front. And this is kind of where I'm starting to, you know, because they say, oh, you can see them. So I'm like, oh, is this something in their mind? Is this because there's the girls are so fun and just love to explore and there's just this childhood imagination which we get to see so I'm thinking oh is this just them we're seeing from their eyes Mm -hmm. you know kind of the whimsy because then when we go see Totoro I'm like oh is this something they're making up because then there's another scene later where you know she she meets Totoro and then the sister finds her and she's just laying on the ground so I'm like was she imagining this the whole time and she was actually just laying on the ground and the same thing with the plant the big tree and the right. the plants that were growing you know like oh they're having this great time with Totoro making things grow and then the dad looks outside and there's nothing right so I'm thinking like what's happening here you know mm-hmm. and this, so that's one of the things that I was kind of confused like is this real is this a fantasy is this real and something that only they can see because they're young and I never felt that was quite explained yeah and so I was left with so many questions at the end so which many we will talk about but So many questions the dust bunnies Uh, or these dust gremlins, that's one thing that starts it off. And it's just funny because they're just there. It's like, oh, they like to hang out in places where they've been uninhabited. And if they like you, they'll leave. (laughs) And so they end up floating out in the middle of the night one night and say, see you later. We're going to go find a new place to inhabit. And okay, off we go. (laughs) All right, there you go. That was our first little taste of the, quote, supernatural, unquote. Right. Well, and
0: first, the word Mm -hmm. Totoro is actually, if you... I don't speak Japanese, so I'm not going to... I don't speak Japanese! (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not going to pretend that I know how to say this right. But it's supposed to be, actually, they had been reading the story of the three Billy Goats Gruff. Like, if you see in the opening credits, they have, like, them reading that. And um, so the older sister is like, oh, I think it's Totoro, like... To, totoro, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a different pronunciation. So, the little girl pronounced trolls wrong. Uh-huh. So, the word for trolls in Japanese, she pronounced it wrong and called it totor, Totoro. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's where that kind of came in. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because I was
1: like, where did this word come from? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get it. Um, I think I was reading that was one thing they were concerned with. with the English audiences that they weren't, it, it wasn't clear because when you're translating, oh, yeah. especially when it's a joke that's a very specific word to a language and then right. it's a play off that mispronunciation, it's really hard to make that come across unless you just happen to have a very similar two words, right? Which they don't, does not quite, which work. does not happen. No, <laughs> so you just kind of say, okay.
0: What's um, his name? Yeah, that's that. Yeah, we'll go with it. So, when the dad goes and he's like explaining, um, he's explaining these spirit legends, like the spirit forest creatures. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, okay, are those legends real or is he just being a good dad? Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't, I couldn't tell. Yeah. I was like, does he actually believe what he's saying or is he just going with it? Like, I don't know. Um, that was what was strange
1: to me. But, yeah, so many questions. <laughs> so let's just jump right into the part where we meet Totoro. So she may goes off and you know starts exploring in this giant shrub tree thicket thing. Mm-hmm. And I would mind having tunnel like of that. Yes. And if you go and are accepted by the proper, you know, authorities, <laughs> you meet Totoro. Yes. Which she did, which was pretty exciting. And Totoro as someone who okay i've heard totoro he's been in all these films and people reference him different other cartoons and whatnot i'm like all right this is the guy i can't wait and he's kind of weird (laughs) his growling and his yelling and he, he doesn't have conversations with them which you know that's fine he's definitely a monster in a way where he's he just communicates, but he's magical mm-hmm. and it's just new. It's a, a new way to, to take on this. And I don't I know mean, how I feel about him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it as far as what they were going for is like for a child, nothing really has to make sense. So I'm thinking as I'm watching this after I watched this, I was like, would I have liked this as a child? And I'm thinking probably, yeah, I probably would have liked it cause it's weird and I'm kind of weird like that. Or at least I was, I feel like I've, lost a little bit of that which is a little bit sad too oh well (laughs) moving on and but it's like these little things like oh going into the thicket oh my my tree tunnels and leading to magical places and magical friends and um so i and i can get that and then as far as like the sisters you know playing around together they're like oh yeah we can sure like yeah i see them too i don't know Mm -hmm. i can kind of see that but then there's the whole like Later on when the daughter when the when Meg gets lost
1: and they have to get the cat bus to find her, and like that 's just where things got weird for me yeah let 's talk about the cat bus because up until this point, you know animation and films and storytelling they suspend your belief right right, and so okay, we have these little dust bunnies, and those are okay, I can accept those, and then oh, we have this creature named Totoro. And he's he's not necessarily this over the top creature that talks to you and has magical powers per se that are like wave my magic wand sort of magical powers, but and he's he's still animalistic in his behavior and that's cool and I like that. And so they've sus- they've suspended my belief to an extent mm-hmm. where we have these supernatural supernatural elements, but they're pretty tame. Yeah. And then we have the cat bus, and I'm like, what is happening? And uh, it's it's just so on a different level um, that they're having us accept because again this movie's grounded in reality as far as like the girls and it's like a real life not Tokyo but real life Japan right uh, clearly set in you know post war and and then we have this bus that's a cat that's hollowed out that has twelve legs. Very much Cheshire cat looking, mm-hmm. you know, with the big grin, big eyes. And I'm thinking, Allison, wonder what <laughs> is happening? Yeah. And I definitely tilted my head a bit and went, ah? Arr. And I was like, okay, this is where it's going. And it really didn't. I mean, the max was that whenever the cat bus came to play, it went crazy. Yeah. Um, there's times where, as you see in that trailer, you know, Totoro takes them on a magic carpet ride of sorts, you know, where they're flying around and right. enjoying things. And even that I could take. But then just the cat bus was just so wacky and different and, and bizarre. One thing that I've I heard and read in,
0: in the post watching this film about the cat bus is that in Japanese culture, I guess, they feel like once a cat reaches a certain age, it can become anything it wants. Like which Hmm. was an interesting way of like, okay, because there's in the neck, they actually have a short film that followed after this, which is the closest thing you're going to get to a sequel, which was May and the kitten bus where they meet other cat types of (laughs) transportation as well, like boats and trains (laughs) and like, it's just weird stuff. And so it's like, okay, I mean, whatever, go with it. But it's like, yeah, that was the only part that, for me, I felt like everything else is totally, I can wash off as being in this child's imagination. But that's the only thing, because it, it actually makes change, <laughs> and it, like, helps them do stuff oh, yeah, in certain things. I'm they like, appear where the mom is. Right. And then the- <laughs> Okay, at the very end, they're like, oh, I feel like I just saw, man, Sasuki in that tree outside smiling at us. I'm like, well, maybe you did. I saw this. I'm like, okay, if I were a parent, in no way well, would I be like, "Like, oh, maybe you wow. did. <laughs> oh,
1: what the heck are they like, doing here? What in the world?
0: <laughs> we are five miles from home. <laughs> You realize how dangerous this is. (laughs) Like, this is how I would be feeling right then. And yet, no, they're just...
1: Yeah, so that's the... Agreed. If this were a separate world where they went into, it'd be much more believable. Yeah. And whatever. I believe it. it, It's fine. But if they actually went to a wonderland, right, and where they're... The whole world was like this. There was cap
0: buses everywhere.
1: Maybe if it was just like a magic mirror type thing. Yeah. But the fact that, like we said, we're in reality and this happens and it affects reality, uh, but it's only this one that's so over the top. Uh, it's it kind of reminds me of Harry Potter, where there is this magical world that coenzi- yeah. coexists. I was thinking of the amongst, night bus the entire time. Th- yeah, the real <laughs> uh, the real world. Um, it's only for those with keen eyes to see. So I don't yeah. know why I can accept Harry Potter and and, and this one. I'm like what? <laughs> but Harry Potter, I mean, it's magic. Like, that's the whole point, is magic can really do anything. Right. (laughs) So I guess I need to accept that Totoro is a wizard. (laughs) You're a wizard, Totoro. (laughs) You're a wizard.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And then, well, before that point, the reason why Mei gets lost is because the, like the mom can 't come home for the weekend, and so like May is getting all sad because may was because uh, the mom was going to sleep in her bed, and so she was i mean she 's only four or so, and so yeah. it's like, yeah, you can see it 's very traumatic that like what happens to mom and then the older sister is she 's going through some tough times too, and then but she just comes out and she's just like, "What you want her to die may and i 'm like, "Whoa, that escalated whoa, quickly. you went there <laughs> like jeez, girl. I was a fan of the different characters that they brought into this. I felt like, like for example, Granny. Like, that is a really nice lady. No connection whatsoever, yeah. except for the fact that she is the homeowner. So... She's the person that they She's a landlord. She's a landlord. But she's like, just call me granny. And she's like helping him wherever she can. Yeah. And I'm like, those are really nice people. And then the random kid who, you know, has a crush on Sasuke or something. I don't know. But it still
1: never goes anywhere. Yeah,
0: he's just maybe very shy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his deal is.
1: I mean he's nice. He gave him the umbrella. That was very nice. It was ran it was. away. <laughs> like
2: yeah, but that's
1: one thing with this movie is we do have those slow moments, you know, like we're saying with this umbrella scene where they're walking home and it's raining, and you know, then we see the boy. He gives him the umbrella because the girls are waiting under that little thing. And again, it's like, okay, what does this have to do with the plot? But that's the point: is that hey, we just want to tell this story that hey, they got stuck in the rain one time. Yeah. It doesn't tie to Totoro. It's not tie. Ty- it doesn't really tie to anything else. Well, other it's than raining. It's,
0: and then later on, Totoro comes out with his little, like...
1: Yeah, like... Um,
0: where yeah. is um, the umbrella scene with him? But,
1: yeah, it does establish that. But uh, again, it just takes its time doing so. Yeah. So. And that was one
0: thing that as I was going through, it was the whole time I'm thinking there's got to be some type of lesson to be learned mm-hmm. or some type of uh, just major theme. Because, I mean, I'm thinking in... Spirited Away, that one just has so many themes Uh and so many different things to think on and to let, you know, lead to real life. Princess Mononoke. Yeah. (laughs) But like this one, I felt like I'm just waiting. Where is the theme? Where is the, the lesson to be learned? Mm And I
1: don't, no, if I ever got one, yeah, and same thing with like the plot driver. It's just slowly ambling along. The girls are going to a new place. They're exploring. They meet their new friends. Hooray! This is cool. We're stuck in the rain. It's just meanders, and it, it's, yeah. there's no driving plot until maybe the last 15 minutes when mm-hmm. May gets lost and everyone's frantically searching for her. And when they find the shoe in the in the little um, rice paddy, I guess, or the little lake. I think this is where it ends. This is actually a tragedy. She's oh, gonna die. That would be really sad. I feel like that would have been more impactful, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but that's oh, what I—that's th- where I thought it was going. You know, like wow, this is really gonna end on what a, would a the slow note. Be there. I don't know, but <laughs> it would definitely be impactful. <laughs> <laughs> it did not go that way. It was—that was a false.
0: <laughs> if that would have been right after. Uh, grave of the Fireflies is like a <laughs> one, two punch. Yes. It's like, kook kunk. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm dead. Why did I just spend my last three hours watching these? Hey, you I'm are. I'm
1: significantly depressed now. Thank very you. much a, a masochist.
0: <laughs> and yeah, like, at that point, I'm thinking, well, maybe the lesson was don't yell at your sister? Like, I don't know. And then. The other thing that bothered me was, like, they kept looking everywhere else except for the places of hiding that she's been going to or Totoro, you know? <laughs> yes. And I'm thinking, those would have been my first places to look. <laughs> That's where we've been hanging out the last couple of days. Why wouldn't she be there? Um, yeah. And then the cat bus shows up, and I'm thinking, why didn't I think of that? You know, that'll just save everything. I don't know. It was just weird. Hmm. Is there anything else? Well, the acorn part where he like gives her all the acorns and then they plant them that was a interesting scene mm-hmm. because it was like they're like you know helping them grow, yeah. And as I'm doing, it, they're doing it. I'm thinking those acorn seeds are much too close together. Like they're just creating this like. Well, that's the whole point.
1: Is it creates this super tree? <laughs> I know. And then I'm thinking,
0: Dad is gonna be freaked <laughs> the next <laughs> morning when he walks out. What the? Because <laughs> this whole time he's been thinking that this is just part of their imagination. No, now there's a giant tree in front of us, which I think would have been better. Yeah. That would have been made things so much cooler. Like, mm-hmm. this is real, Dad, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, not real, but real. I don't not know. real, but real. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I wish it would have been a little bit more far-fetched. Yeah. I think that would have made it even, uh, like I said before with the opening song, it was just, it was too grounded in reality to really get a hold of it. If they just went above, made it just a little bit weirder, I would have accepted it as just being weird. As it was, it is weird. I just, but it weird in a different
1: way. Yeah, just very kind of subtle. Mm-hmm. Not subtle, cat bus.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> yes. Okay, with the dad. You know, he, he obviously assumed they were just playing around. But at the same time, once again, if my kids both started saying that they saw a big monster and now have an actual package
1: of acorns that was given to
0: them by this monster,
1: be <laughs> like, where what? is the creeper man <laughs> that I need to protect you from?
0: Yeah. It was just, there's too many things that are real and not real. And I'm just like, what the heck are we going to do about this?
1: Yeah, you know, this movie, like most Studio Ghibli films, it takes its time. There's no rush to tell the story. kind of meanders at its own pace. And reading, initially this was more or less going to be a 60-minute film, but they expanded it, so they added a few more storylines of them actually arriving at the house, Mm -hmm. moving and explaining that storyline a little more. And then the dad's job, which, like, the dad's job was a throwaway. It had nothing yeah. to do. Like, it didn't care that he was a college professor. And now, kind of looking back, I can see how they've, they they have fleshed this out to be a little longer than maybe the story warranted. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, not that it dragged. It was just, really, I looked at the timestamp. It was Fifty minutes in and yeah. it, we were just still in preamble mode, right, kind right. of do to do, telling this, we go over here. That's and that's the point where I was like, Where's the lesson? What am yeah. I supposed to be doing? Totoro really doesn't come into play until probably halfway markish, forty, forty five minutes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, Wow, it took a long time to get to our main character. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably it. They were just like gotta make this a full fledged thing. So Okay, before we wrap this up and give our thoughts, immediately upon watching the film, I thought, wow, I have a lot more questions about that. (laughs) So many questions. So let's go through those questions. Okay, what are your questions? My questions are Totoro. I'm still not quite sure what is he. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Another, what is the extent of his magical abilities? Right. I mean... Tell me more about this. How did he get there? What? I need just, I need more backstory on him. I mean, is it like a Pokemon type? Like, I don't know. He's kind of like an Aragog, you know, where like there's the big Aragog, you know, so there's the big spider and there's all the children. They just get smaller and smaller and smaller. And he's like the big and the oldest one. Right, right. And there's like little smaller versions of him, but only a few. You really don't see if... There's three. Yeah, there's three. Um so there's, there's that. And okay, Cat Bus, tell me more about him, her. Where'd How, where, d- when, and why. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> they give you no information about the Cat Bus. Again, suspend belief and just accept it.
0: Okay, yeah. My question I had, too, was like, to see Totoro, uh, do you just have to be very young? Because that's what this song mm-hmm, says. Mm-hmm. Only seen by the very young. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is it like the Polar Express where you just have to believe and then you can hear the bell ring? Like, I don't know. But the thing is, I believe in fairies, right? I believe in fairies. Like, is this what this, okay. It's just belief. Okay. Well, what if I, now I'm going to say, well, I believe, I believe in Totoro. Where is Totoro? I believe. (laughs) Is there a song? I'm sure there's plenty of songs. Plenty of songs. (laughs) Like, I believe in, I, I'm going to say this. I believe in Totoro. Where is he? Why doesn't he show up at my garden? Why don't I grow a giant, you know, acorn forest and turns into the magical native giant only tree? to Japan? Uh I need to go to Japan in yes. order to find Totoro. Then I'm sure you'll find
1: <laughs> lots of Totoro
0: around. It's true. I yeah, that was one of my questions. Mom,
1: I had a couple questions on her. Like all I needed was a diagnosis. Just give me. What she has. I didn't appreciate the mystery illness. Yeah. Just tell me. Is it polio? Is it (laughs) tuberculosis? Is
0: it cancer? In the book. Okay, so there was the movie. Then there was the book. And then they have...
1: Or was it a book and uh, then a movie?
0: I don't know. Because in that trailer, it said, based on the book. Oh, really? Okay, so it's based on the book. But I do know that the book does say that the mom does spinal tuberculosis like Hi-
1: oh, Miyazaki's okay, okay. dad. Sweet, that's all I need to know. Just, just I know. <laughs> I don't know why that's so important to me, but I just wanna know it why it would have helped done. me know, okay, on the spectrum of she's gonna make it or she's not <laughs> okay. Do you want my own to die, May? Like <laughs> I don't know, will she die? I don't know. Exactly, <gasps> right? Like if we would have known what she had, I think we as the viewer would have been able to say, okay, we understand that she's being very over, over the top, yeah, overdramatic. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now it was like, well, that was messed up. Like, I don't know, is she? <laughs> know. Is she?
0: <laughs> exactly. And then the dad just seemed almost too jolly. <laughs> like, Hey kids, <laughs> let me put on my party suit. <laughs> was. I don't know. He just, he just seemed like he, he's ignoring.
1: He's, ignore- he's putting yeah. off the fact that his mom is suffering and just going to suppress conceal don't feel and be really happy (laughs) (laughs) i gotta stay positive for the girls yeah
0: but he seemed like it was just like meh. life is fine she'll be back later she's just on a work trip type thing like ah that's kind of how he acted Mm -hmm. but then the mom was just like okay if you're gonna have leah salonga in there why didn't she do the opening credit song True. Instead, they had some, like a country singer girl, which, once again, I liked her voice as a voice, but I did not feel that it fit for this film. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Leo Salonga, her voice is a lot more... Not so much cutesy, but it's a lot more princessy. You know, it's like she's got more of the whimsical feel to her voice. So I'm just like, why didn't they use her? I don't know. Maybe they would have just had to pay her a lot more. Hey, by
1: that point, she was the Leah Salonga. Yeah. Well, I mean, she'd kind of been the Leah Salonga since the 90s, but hey, there's the 2000s now when they're doing that dub. I mean, it's true. She asks a pretty penny.
0: Yeah. Well, she did say that this was the first time she ever did a, a speaking role. Instead of just a singing role. Thank
1: you for realizing that I actually have a voice that's not just my voice. Right. Just not just (laughs) for singing. Well, so so let's wrap it up and give our thoughts. Uh, Again, still have quite a few questions, but those were kind of the main ones. Okay. All dealing around Totoro and what's happening (laughs) there. So is this real? This is not real. Cat bus. Cat (laughs) bus. Cat cat bus. What is up with the cat bus?
0: (laughs) Um, Okay. So for rating it, I ended up like... Once, I, once again, I didn't do any type of research prior to going into it. I did it all after I saw the movie. And after, I was left the same way Morgan was, with more questions than answers. And I just felt like my my ending thing was, that was weird. And then there was a Simpsons quote that sums up exactly how I feel about the movie. Bart asked Dad, Dad, what's the point of this story? Dad says, I like stories. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly how I felt about this film. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes, Yes. I like stories. I like stories. What? (laughs) Okay. Um, As far as character appeal... As I said before, if I would have watched this as a kid, I probably would have really liked it just based on the character appeal. I've always liked Miyazaki's character design. They have big eyes and open personalities and they just they just feel nice and welcoming. Mm-hmm. So, I think for that reason I would have liked it. I felt like the plot, the scene that they built could have done so much more with it. Like it was they built it up well enough that I feel like they really could have done some great things, but it was just so they didn't commit to either side Mm -hmm. reality or, you know, fantasy music. I give it 3.5 out of five. I really like the instrumentals. I still feel like owl city would have made it cooler. (laughs) All in all, I'd say the replay value is like a one out of five. I would never turn the movie off. If we were going like, be like, turn it off, you know, Mm -hmm. but I would also never want to really show this to anybody. Be like, Hey, watch this. The cat bus. Like, What? What did I just watch? Like what? Um, So all in all, all things considered, I give it two
1: and a half stars out of five. Okay. So the parts of the film that I liked, I liked the childhood whimsy and exploration and just the look into the imagination of a child. And I liked that we got to see that and explored it at its own pace and that was really, really neat to me. And that's something that Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli does very well, is they just tell the story at their own pace. And it's not this rush, 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 fast-talking, uh-huh. smooth-talking American, like, we got to get everything in. Right. right? They, they, they High-flying adventure! Yes. <laughs> they let the visuals tell the story, and they let the story tell the story, rather than, okay, how much dialogue can we get? Because the audience is so dumb, they, right. they need us talking to them all the time. So I really liked that. And I did... You know, I finally got to experience Totoro for the first time ever. And he wasn't, I guess he'd been so hyped up in this point yeah. that I, I kind of expected a little more from him. But then again, after it's all said and done, he's, I've accepted him and I understand who he is now and why he's so popular. He just wasn't, I guess, what I thought he would be. Right. That's fine. And then, I mean, really, as far as like a narrative and a plot, this film didn't necessarily have one. No, it, it did. Right. The girls move. Right. They meet their imaginary friends. Uh, one of them gets lost. Imaginary friend saves them. But it was very, very mild mm-hmm. in execution. And just what was at stake, which is kind of one thing we mentioned last episode. Yeah. It, the stakes were pretty low and they're like non-existent yeah i mean other like really other than the time when she gets lost and it's like that's the only time your heart gets thumping is like where is did she? she actually
0: did drown? she die
1: yeah what's what's happening here but that resolves very quickly and then
0: here's my question if that shoe did not belong to may who did it belong to uh <laughs> tragedy Sp- already spooky roller disco
1: <laughs> or how about the lake where the sexy teens were killed 30 years ago tonight <laughs> oh i heard simpsons, uh, simpsons quotes <laughs> times. so anyways all those things i feel bad about my review and how i feel about this because i feel as though i should like this more and that's how i feel too and i'm sitting here and i'm like what's wrong with me yeah. Because I'm looking at the Rotten Tomatoes. I'm looking at all the critical appeal. And I'm like, am I just not sophisticated enough for this movie? Uh, <laughs> did I, what's wrong with, what's wrong with me? And I never, you should never feel that. Your no. opinion is yeah. your opinion. And I just didn't love this movie. Yeah. And so I'm going to give it three stars. I thought it was good. It was great, but really don't need to see it again. It did not have anything driving. So for those reasons, like I said, giving it three stars, I just, this movie wasn't for me, and this is one of the ones that's one of the greats in the canon. But to me, the better Miyazaki films are Spirited Away and Princess Miyazaki. Princess Miyazaki, <laughs> oh my, really? Oh, well, that's some fan art for you. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, we've got some
0: awesome fan art recently. Oh my gosh!
1: We will be sharing on the Instagram.
0: Yes. The fan art
1: is of Powerline as a supervillain, which is yes. what we talked about a few episodes ago. Just like he epitomizes the outfit, the yes. hair. It's awesome. And we'll share that on our Instagram and we'll also include it in the show notes. So go check it out. To me, the better movies are Princess Mononoke and Spirited Away. There's just so much more in those movies that they tell and impactful. And I could watch them again and again. And this one, it just didn't do much for me. So I'm not going to dwell on that a lot, but that's just my thoughts. I feel like we're off the mainstream pulse yeah. of this and in the similar like Nightmare Before Christmas where yeah. when we did that movie, none of us liked it. We did not have the sentiment towards it that the majority of people do. Right. And I feel like this is another one of those. Doesn't happen very often. And that's okay because we're not meant to all be these robots who think the exact same right. thing, right? And just it just so happens that both of us or all of us don't like a certain movie that everyone else in the world does doesn't happen very often but today was one of those momentous occasions (laughs) Right, guys that is our thoughts on this film a big thank you again to daniela for picking my neighbor to toro for this patron pick if you would like to have one of your favorite movies reviewed on the podcast you can go to rotoscopers.com slash patreon and check out all of the different perks we have for supporting at different levels this is the ten dollar level which is a great great level awesome Another way to support the show, back-to-school shopping is happening right now as we speak. If you have back-to-school shopping that you're going to be doing on Amazon.com, be sure to use our affiliate link, rotoscoperscom slash Amazon. We appreciate it. We get a little kickback for everything that you do. It doesn't cost you a thing, but it helps support the show. The little money that we get from that every month really does help pay for some of the costs of keeping the website up and running. The website was down this past month a few times, and it's because we're just getting too much traffic and we're on an older server. So we needed to move... up to a better server and more of a dedicated server so that way we're not sharing space with other people. Get off my server. Totally. So, you know, and those are, the the more up you go, the more dedicated your server. Eventually we'll just have our own server. That's very pricey. We're still sharing but we're sharing with Better neighbors, which is <laughs> yeah. what I've been told. We had other neighbors <laughs> who were definitely data hogs, and then we had us and we have our fair share. So, anyways, little things like that, being a patron supporter, be going to rotoscopers.com slash Amazon and supporting us that way. Really, that's the way you support the show, and we make sure that we the site is up and running for you, and that you know we have great quality audio and and all of those things. So thank you guys so much who have used that in the past and who continue to use it. You can just save it to your bookmark bar on your browser and just click it, and then it'll take you to Amazon and you just do your shopping from there. Anything you shop within a twenty-four hour window, we get credit for, which is great. Yay! So, again, to show notes for this episode. You can go to rotoscopers.com slash one five one. This is our Mew episode.
0: Ah, as opposed to the Mew two. Yes, yes. Mew <laughs> two is one fifty. Mew
1: is one fifty one. Like
0: grab that again. <laughs> as we discussed before, I
1: am not the Pokemon queen, but I am learning. And as a Pokemon connoisseur, a Gen one er. And a cool trainer, which Mason has dubbed me. I am, of all the Pokemon people, I am a cool trainer, which thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, Pogo player for Pokemon Go. I'm waiting for Mew. I would love to catch a Mew, but they're Mm. not around. So anyways, enough of that. (laughs) Thanks for (laughs) supporting the show. You go to rotoscruvers.com slash 151 to give us your thoughts on My Neighbor Totoro. I'm very interested to definitely, like if you're sitting here and you're like, I don't understand why you guys didn't like this movie. Let us know in the comments. We will be in there. We'll be commenting. Mm -hmm. There's always great discussion that happens. All right. That's all we have. Our next episode is actually going to be a very, very interesting one. A definitely different movie for us. It is Jonah, a VeggieTales movie. Also a patron pick. Also a patron pick. Now, if this one... So, normally for the patrons, they they can submit two movies. If their first pick had already been done, maybe in the past few weeks or months, someone had done that, well, we go through their second pick. This is the first pick. We've never done this one. But the second pick, if for some reason we had already done Jonah, a VeggieTales movie, would have been The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, a VeggieTales movie. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. So, um... Matthew, we will give a shout out to Matthew because he really wants us to do VeggieTales. I'm excited because VeggieTales is very important to the grand scheme of animation. It was quite a phenomenon at the time. So I'm excited to talk about that. So thank you guys for supporting the show. Until next time, we we are the Rotoscopers. Rotoscopers. Perfect. All right. I just want to make sure that it really was Grave of the Fireflies. That was, Mm -hmm. you're right. Of course I was right. I did research.
0: <laughs> I, I looked it up, too. Um, there was at one point, did you see where it's had, like, the wooden flat shoes with, like, the two bars on it? I'm like, is that really still a thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew that was a thing back then, but it's like, I'm wondering today.
1: Because we have so many different, like, do we have to do wood? Whoa, whoa, Chelsea is judging the Japanese judging. culture and questioning. <laughs> like, That's so uncomfortable. I'm not going there. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. <laughs> it's my dog. He was like climbing up there yep. too. I'm like, oh you
0: <laughs> She's all over the place. You <laughs> <She laughs> let me in.